It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. Oh, we love TV movies and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're recapping Star Wars Celebration 2022 announcements. Insert lightsaber sound effects here. Yeah, I probably won't, <laughs> but I appreciate the effort there. I've got a couple uh, uh, lightsabers uh, I keep in the... in. in in storage because you, know, you can build them at disney this is before the fancy ones those cheap plastic ones so mm-hmm. i want to go back and build a nice one but that's that's for another time uh the thor trailer flicks too hard mike um, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about that like right out the gate because that was like that dropped on a monday we knew it last week um so we've been sitting out uh, a little bit all week netflix kicks off their geeked week soon and we've got their uh, schedule of events uh, in the notes below for you to check that out and more and uh, right off, hot off the presses, not even, not hot off the presses, hot off the presses of my mind, uh, <laughs> when, we, when we were uh, waiting for our intro to get rolling there at the top of the show, I was, it popped up in my head, like, I saw a screenshot that said that they were making a Morbius 2. I never looked if that was real it's or not. It's not real. It's not real. I just, I just <laughs> looked it up. It's not real. It's not real. This, is, this all goes down to what I sent you, and I, I think just shakes me to my core mike is that <laughs> the phrase it's morbin time which never <laughs> appears in the morpheus movie uh, more more morbius movie not morpheus morbius movie because it's a rip on the power rangers morphin time has become this trend of a meme online that even corporations are getting into yeah morb morbin is now a verb it's made its way into like just my little vanity twitter accounts yeah. of like actual Heathcliff comics that I read Heathcliff Heathcliff comics on my timeline. They're Mm -hmm. making Morbin jokes. It's crazy out there. The only positive of like that fake CNN screenshot that was floating around was like a supposedly this fake sequel to Morbius was going to be streaming only. And I was like, well, that's actually that's not a bad compromise, right? <laughs> well, if I don't have to go to the movie theater to the, watch it, the problem is Sony doesn't know what streaming service they want to work with right now. So uh, you'd you'd have to probably subscribe to all of them. It'd be a different streaming service every week. Um, yes, uh, and if you're unaware, some of the Spider-Man stuff is starting to slowly dribble oh, I got, onto Netflix. I got it in the notes down here, Mike. We're going to talk about it. I, I brought right, it into great. the news this week because it, it's. <laughs> the, it's the so most big. unlikely Spider-Man trilogy yeah. is now available. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, but uh, good God, I hope Morbius doesn't get a, a sequel, uh, despite all the, the fun people are having with it. Um, it's Morbin time. God, it's Morbin time. So let's kick it off, Mike. Um, we've got video games to kick off this week stuff. So you give me yeah, your so- video game, and I'll give you mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I'm just still playing Elden Ring, and I just wanted to update everybody. Last time I was saying I was kind of uh, combing through YouTube, I was engaging in the online community, just kind of seeing how people are playing Elden Ring, and I am always a person that enjoys like stealth or ranged combat in video games in general. I just kind of like to take my time when I approach a situation, which usually involves like stealth or range. So obviously I gravitated towards the sorcery build in the game. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to, like, optimize a sorcerer. So I just went on YouTube and I figured out how to do it. 
and apparently you can make this insane overpowered sorcerer that uh, you can get this uh, unlimited Kamehameha blast basically for like 10 seconds and you can just obliterate like high level bosses in the games as long as they don't move around too much. So I did a little bit of elbow work. Or elbow, I used my elbow grease to do uh, work. I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about anymore, Chris. Uh, it's the Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Um, and I just made this overpowered sorcerer. And now I'm just going to all these bosses that were kicking my ass the last couple of weeks. And I'm blasting them with Comet Azure. And I'm melting their faces off. So I'm getting a lot more fun out of doing that than how I was playing the game, which was just struggling every second, just trying to figure out how to chip away at health bars. So uh, there's uh, there's always an upside of uh, just figuring out how, how mm-hmm. somebody else plays the game. So yeah. if you're struggling out there with Elden Ring, just embrace the just embrace the online community. Like I said uh, a week before, but that that's my Elden Ring update, Chris. Uh, Still slowly working my way through the end yeah. game. Uh, but it looks like you have some some video game news yes. of a game that I don't play either. You, you don't play, <laughs> but it's relevant to the show more so now than ever. Uh, Fortnite Season 2 is ending next uh, Saturday at 4 p.m., which will wrap up the Doctor Strange season uh, for this. It had Doctor Strange and the Prowler as skins you could get. Um, and then next season, uh, the, for, so Season 2 has this big event. They do a live event. You join, does the thing. Season 3 is rumored to be the main character will be Darth Vader um, as the uh, number one that's skin. Timely. Yeah. Timely, that makes sense. Obi-Wan Kenobi just dropped in the shop this week uh, to coincide with his, his own show. Uh, they've, they've done other people. They've done, like, the sequel trilogy before. They've had a couple others here. I have a... The only Star Wars thing I own is actually a uh, Stormtrooper skin. Um, it's pretty pretty um, basic to get um, in Season 3. And then the other character, not only is it um, Darth Vader being the, the level 100 character... But the bonus character, as Prowler was this season, is rumored to be Indiana Jones uh, for <laughs> it. So uh, Marvel and Disney uh, have pretty much just the, the, the greatest partnership um, with uh, with uh, Fortnite, it seems. Uh, there's a Marvel comic book coming out for it. They have Star Wars, Indiana Jones. If they, if you have, I'm surprised we don't have like a Lilo and Stitch version of this game yet, Mike. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it could be possible the, the uh, what is it, 626 day that's kind of a day that i used to, the the six six two six but that's what? the for for stitch for lilo oh, that's okay. like his like yeah uh, I, scientific like identification yeah. number or something so maybe on the 26th of next month maybe yeah. lilo and stitch will drop yeah in you will have, have that i mean it's just it's 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 weird to think of Darth Vader running around with a Fortnite gun. Uh, it's weird to think of Spider-Man running I, around with a Fortnite gun. I mean, but. I know all I have to do is download this game or even go on YouTube, and I can see it for myself, but it's just so silly for me to imagine yeah. exactly Darth Vader with some sort of weird cartoony gun or bazooka running yep. around. And, and, now, and, if it was, it, now, I could see Stitch doing that. Yeah. And if I could get a little girl Lilo running around with a rocket launcher, that I, they, I don't think that would get approved, but I, I'd love to see it. I don't think the Disney princesses are going to make it over to Fortnite, but uh it's it's it is crazy to think about it, but at the same time whenever I am playing, I never once think about it. I'm like cuz you just see the back of the character, right? Like I'm like, okay, like an example was I was playing, you know, um Black Panther. I'm like, yeah, I know he's probably used guns before in the comic books at some point, but <laughs> I'm running around with a rocket launcher and and shotguns and and uh, other ones but it's, it's it's so fun that it's just a big massive world of like not not like not as close as ready player one but like if you want a multiverse of multiverses fortnite is the home of of that right like you have every mm-hmm. character almost known to man 
uh, put put in here. Um, we had one yeah. this weekend. It was the Mandalorian RoboCop, um, some sort of ghost-looking dude. It was a custom character, and uh, we said um, just Tom Hardy because it was this Eddie Brock version of um, <laughs> of the skin. So yeah, it does it does make you wonder. I- I'm sure you would know this more than I would if this has already leaked or if there's been rumors. But there's gotta be VR development happening yep. in their office space I, in, in some way right I don't, I don't know how you don't touch on that with all this yeah. metaverse stuff bubbling I, up i've not heard a, a, a thing of fortnite doing vr yet um but knowing that their parent company is in fact epic uh who makes a whole graphics engine for this kind of stuff i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they eventually do like a, a vr mode uh or a standalone version of it yeah so. I mean, uh, we, t- we talked about like PSVR a little bit back in the day when there was a moment in time where we both had one mm-hmm. uh, and playing Astrobot was pretty cool. You know, yeah. you had that like third person. I don't know if you could pull that off with Fortnite in VR, but it could be fun. You know, it's a very yeah. cartoony world, which, you know, works well even when you're on like a low end headset, right? Because you don't have to render like these super highly polished things. There's a couple of games um, for uh, not not um, PlayStation VR is for the Oculus called Dimio, which is essentially you're like you have like an island or like a game board and you're controlling the game board from above. And I could see like a mode like that where like because the, the game's just an island, right? So like, what if you're like a god above the island moving things around? Um, would be interesting uh, for me. Like, I, I saw someone some uh, indie developer made a, a VR game where I was like. One person is like who has a headset on is like really little, and the other people with the headsets are like gods above them, and you're like dodging the god stuff as they're like they're throwing it at you, which I think would be <laughs> kind of cool. So yeah, it does sound fun. So, yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, Fortnite. Um, they um, season two's ending with Doctor Strange. If you want to jump in and try to get it this week, Godspeed to you. Um, but season three will have Vader and uh, Indiana Jones, which is really cool. Uh, some of the other previous crossovers that I believe will be happening, they actually have um, Stranger Things in this game, Mike, uh, to, to touch on that. Um, you can buy the Demogorgon skin or a Hopper skin, and they've got some, um, you know, just, I think it was around Season 2 stuff in here uh, that they get. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they add more with the new season um, halfway out, I guess, right? That's about where we are right now. So mm-hmm. you, you've you you've got it in here as your notes. Have you watched any of 4, or, or what have you got for me on Stranger Things? Yeah, no Stranger Things spoilers right off the top. Chris uh, yeah. uh, swore me to secrecy because he hasn't had a chance had to a dive chance. into yeah. the new season. So I won't spoil it for anybody else either. Uh, but season four on its way uh, earlier in the week. So the wife and I decided to rewatch season three. And this was the first time that we've really ever rewatched something from Stranger Things. And also, I don't rewatch a lot of like dramatic television. I'll rewatch comedies like all day, all the time. But yeah, drama, I usually don't go back for seconds, but it had been so long since anybody had really talked about or watched season three, right? You know, it was like three years ago. Uh, I don't even remember the exact date. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, we could watch a really detailed recap or... The, the advantage of season three of Stranger Things, it's only like eight episodes. I was like, if we just start this on a Monday, you know, just casually watch it, we'll totally be done by Friday. And it was a fun time rewatching it. I remember the first time we watched season three, I was a little, I was a little less than positive on it. I still enjoyed it overall, but I was like, yeah, I just wasn't really digging it. But this second time around, I was loving every second of it. I don't know what it was. Maybe the fact that I kind of knew what the mystery was. I didn't have to stress, you know, trying to figure out the, mm-hmm. uh, the clues and the mysteries and the teams all coming together at the end when that was happening. I just knew everything. So I was just able to enjoy the characters, the stories, the lighthearted jokes the drama you know just the the filmmaking in general and i just had a really good time so 
Um, I'm just here to say like these things uh, can be appreciated with a little bit more age and retrospect, which I wasn't expecting with Stranger Things. I feel like I honestly respect the show a little bit more when maybe some people just think it's like nostalgia bait just out there, you know, just trying to get so, eyeballs for Stranger Things. My question for you is knowing that the previous season, um, even now, Netflix is a binge model and you didn't binge mm-hmm. it over the week. Do you think you're having that time to even breathe? between episodes kind of let you think about it a little bit more before you jump back into the next one a little bit yeah it, it it's like it's almost like a double-edged sword when you're just talking about the release of stuff in general right mm-hmm. because uh not only talking about just taking breathers between episodes let's talk about the huge gap of time that's between right. season three and season four that ends on like a cliffhanger with a major character And uh, it almost kind of gave me the feeling a little bit of, I think it's between season two and season three of Sherlock, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes show, where you're trying to figure out, oh, how did Sherlock uh, survive that, you know, that fall, right? And then Mm -hmm. you're waiting so long for an answer, right? There's a similar situation here where in season four, you know, you do, you're waiting for your answer for this like cliffhanger. But uh, a long way of saying, yes, we started watching um, season uh, four, part one this weekend. And I had been kind of uh, avoiding a lot of Stranger Things like news and trailers and episode counts and run times for things just because I didn't really want to know beforehand because when you Google these things, you often come across spoilers. But now I can just open up Netflix, go to the episodes, and the, I, there's seven episodes in part one. I, I, I did not realize that. I'm sure seven? it had been reported elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I thought there's it was seven. six. I thought it was six and four. So that, that might have been my bad. Yeah. Oh well, it, it could be. It could be six. E- either way, like that's almost like that's almost a full season, right, for a Disney mm-hmm. Plus show. And the last episode in part one. I know we talked about the last episode for t- part two being like the the feature length of a movie, right? The last episode in part one is like an hour and 38 minutes. We haven't gotten to that episode yet. But like, if you just look at the minutes in this first part of Stranger Things 4, it's like a whole season, right? So if anybody out there was upset, you know, that the season was being split in half, like we're basically getting like two seasons of Stranger Things this year. Like we get in a season this month and then the next season coming out in July basically is how I'm looking at it. Um but yeah, just a couple episodes in, we just kind of know the setup and kind of like this the structure for this season going forward. Um, if the theme of last season was supposed to be kind of like 80s action, uh, right, uh, homages, this is kind of like maybe like 80s horror uh, or like, you know, spooky thriller vibes is kind of what they're uh, angling at here. So, you know, getting in that mindset has been pretty fun, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my thoughts until uh, we kind of get a chance to finish it all, Chris. And then uh, yeah. maybe we'll come back here in a couple weeks and talk about the uh, recap yeah, of uh, part one. Yeah, I definitely plan on watching it this week. But, you know, um, holiday weekend, um, graduation season has really kept us out of the house. And Other I, streaming shows that premiered yeah, this week yeah, that we exactly. had to watch, too? Yeah, so I even it even took me um, two uh, two days to watch, uh, to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that kind of isn't uh fun but you know it's whatever it, it happens i mean it's fine uh there's no, no desire so let's go ahead and, and unless you have anything else let's jump into the news man let's let's get on with it. this because i think this was something we started texting about immediately on monday night thor love and thunder the uh i guess the first one's a teaser very much a teaser this one's the full trailer and mm-hmm. um this trailer gives us a little bit more look into 
maybe not the conflict, but at least the villain, Christian Bale's gore, right? That was the mm-hmm. biggest question. We've seen the toys, we've seen the artwork, but we've not seen him in action. And we get to see, it looks kind of like across this trailer, an evolution of that character. But what I think is very important about this is it's still, it's got this dramatic tone to it, right? Um, gore, he's, he, all gods must die is his mission. There is still a pulse of humor in Taika Waititi's levity in this, right? That, that kind of pokes fun at, you know, the gods of the Marvel Universe along the way, including mm-hmm. um, Zeus, played by Russell Crowe, uh, throughout this as well. So, um, I had a much better time with this trailer than the first one, obviously, because it gave us more. Um, but, you know, I, I think, to me, there's like some little Easter eggs in this that really stuck out to me along the way um, as well. And we all see Jane use uh, Mjolnir uh, in, uh, in really fun fashion. I don't know if you caught this, when she shot out the shards of the hammer to knock uh, some of the, the I guess, Olympian oh, guards yeah. away. Oh, yeah, that, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it did. It's been a week. We, we've almost been on this a whole week. So what, I mean, what's your biggest takeaway from it? I mean, that's... It, it was just fun. It's just yeah. really nice uh, to dive back into the mind of Taika Waititi. You know, if you were watching Our Flag Means Death a couple weeks ago, or I guess maybe even like a couple, a couple months, months ago, ago on yeah. HBO Max, uh, you know, it's just... His, his brand of humor is very specific, uh, but also it's very funny. So, like, why wouldn't you indulge, right? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Obviously, the best part of the trailer, yeah. I think, is uh, you flick too hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just great. And then the fact that uh, um, Taika Waititi gets to show... Chris Hemsworth's butt, but has to pixelate it. Yeah. Like, I'm curious if that makes it into the movie. Like, is that just because, oh, this trailer has to premiere online? We can't just show his butt. Uh-huh. But then I think they show the front side of him as well. And it, it was above the waist. Uh, it was either yeah. way. Like you might get to see Chris Hemsworth's butt on the big screen, mm-hmm. possibly in a big Marvel fashion. That would be really they, funny. They did the um, if you go back and watch Ragnarok, they did the Hulk's butt in one of those scenes when he was like, coming. "Oh yeah, that's right." So but, I could uh, totally see them like not blurring it for the movie kind of thing. So yeah, uh, that was just great. Uh, I love the just the uh, the silliness and the audacity of these uh, gods in general. You know, you mm-hmm. have to show them kind of like. Uh, fat and full of milk and honey right because you yeah. got to give a gore a reason to go like execute cool. all of them we got to see a little bit of the uh, i'm assuming that's the necro sword yeah that, a little bit uh, of the necro sword yeah yeah and then you know once you see the necro sword uh you know and something marvel related the first thing you think of is there any symbiote relation to this yeah. at all and there is a there is like one shot that it's it's not entirely clear what exactly is happening but there's kind of like these organic kind of like vines or it, well it's kind of like a, that are opening like the alien structure right from aliens yeah like. they yeah if you zoom in yeah it doesn't look totally like fluid and symbiote there is kind of like division lines between like panels of yeah. something so I, maybe this will just be marvel's interpretation we just don't know much about it but yeah. uh there's a very intense scenes that seem to be presented entirely yeah. in black and white where uh we're trying to figure out oh is this a planet is this a dimension or is, or is this just artistic intent right yeah you know you could totally see taika watiti just changing the color grade on a scene because it's uh funny uh, and he doesn't really care if it, if there's no uh, reason why yeah. everything should be in black and white right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious about that scene. It, 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 I don't want to look too much into the trailer just because I almost don't want to, like, spoil the structure of the movie myself. Yeah. But 
that kind of seems like third act a little bit, right? Like, you know, the final battle between well, Gore, but it, I don't know. It could be. There, there's a shot earlier where um, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is fighting with um, Zeus's lightning bolts. So mm-hmm. this could be like a mid-movie kind of moment where like maybe they, they meet on like, you know, Olympus for the first time. Or yeah, something like or like uh, end of first act, yeah. you know, where you confront the villain for the very first time yeah. to kind of like set up the stakes. Yeah, it, there's a lot of in here, places in here. And, and, and if we go like and look at the historical ragnarok trailer when they he hella blew up mjolnir for the first time that was in like a, a, a city alley right and remember when they came mm. to the full movie that was actually in um norway um so mm. uh i i would not put it past any of these backgrounds to be completely fake along the way um for <laughs> yeah, this so 100 percent um couple of things um if when you see uh, chris Hemsworth naked a lot of people are probably looking at the pixelated portion of this if you <laughs> raise your eyes just a little higher he actually has loki's helmet tattooed on his back is uh, like a tribute to loki oh, that's which, nice. which is really cool and then there's a scene later uh, with jane foster where she powers like the lightning up for the sky and she's surrounded by five statues and at least three of them i could pick out right away is the embodiments marvels of death the Living Tribunal, yet again, and Uatu, the Watcher. And there's two more, and I couldn't... I, people have shown me who they are, I just can't remember them because they're not as memorable. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's to tell me, like, hey, maybe they are playing with a little bit of cosmic stuff. You know, they're, they're diving their toes in that, that cosmic realm of Marvel a little more than we're used to going forward, so... Yeah. Um, I think the one, the one question I have is, are we going to see a god die... Yeah. from Gore's sword that maybe we have seen previously, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you can introduce brand new characters in this movie just for Gore to kill off, but I'm curious if Christian Bale is going to axe any actor yeah. that we've been used to so, for like the last decade plus. The first question you asked when we watched it was like, is Jamie Alexander Sif in this? And literally mm-hmm. two seconds later, the poster was like Jamie Alexander, but she's not in the trailer. So that would be a very, I think, emotional stake to, to have her be possibly offed by you know possibly yeah Uh, now it would be a disservice to her since she was not in the last movie and the last appearance we saw her was literally agents of shield but yeah i'm I'm curious if she's gonna get a moment in the in the show like oh you know thor it's nice to see you again isn't it sad that all of our friends died from hella in the last movie (laughs) yeah oh oh, hey didn't you tell loki to blow up our you know planet um because yeah, it's gone now. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's a lot. It just, like I said, I agree with you. I don't want to dive into it um, too much, but it is fun to, to, to catch the little tidbits. And, like I said, the humor is there because it's telling the – I guess what is it? It's um, Korg telling the story of the last amazing <laughs> Thor, yeah. right? And C-3PO the, style. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, wait, not the last one. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for this uh, along the way. This comes out July 8th, uh, so we are just a little over a month away from it, and I'm, I'm excited to – I, I imagine what tickets go on sale in two weeks. You think? Uh, yeah, probably I mean, less than a month out. Yeah, because we're getting really close. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, be ready for those to drop any minute. I don't think we'll do another trailer soon, but I could be like two more weeks. We'll do another trailer and sell the tickets. So um, we'll keep you posted if we hear anything on that. Sony, the company that makes everything from TVs to PlayStations, uh, is starting to. Um, uh, farm out its uh, TV adaptations of its video game properties, Mike. And uh, what's interesting about this is literally everything that we know of. I didn't. I forgot to put it in here. 
um, almost all the game properties being converted to TVs are different distribution streaming studios. There is no mm-hmm. single home to watch all of these, Mike. So if you want to watch the upcoming Horizon Forbidden West thing, you got to go to Netflix. If you want to watch God of War, you got to go to Amazon. Um, uh, if you want to watch The Last of Us, which I didn't put in here, is on HBO in the Gran Turismo mm-hmm. series. Uh, we don't know where that's going to live yet. It might be on the, on <laughs> first, the PlayStation itself. First of all, I know I'm not a car guy, right? But what is a Gran Turismo series? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? The game is just driving cars. Is there like a, yeah. a very uh, uh, worked out story mode in that that I'm not aware of? Like, that's just a car driving show and they just slap the Gran Turismo logo on it. Exactly. I mean. Like, that. that is what I don't <laughs> get because it's like a racing simulator, right? Um, <laughs> the only way to, to do a racing simulator in real is to just do like a racing movie i don't know like i don't know either like this this sounds wild to me i mean i didn't know horizon uh the horizon series was getting getting a series i think that's pretty cool just because i didn't really have the patience to play like a brand new game franchise uh when i i think the first horizon game was like a playstation free game or something for a month so i downloaded it and i i started playing it and the world seems really really cool you know you have all these like mechanical creatures and there's like this advanced technology mm-hmm. and there's a mystery behind it i thought that was really cool but i just i just couldn't dedicate the time to it so if yeah. i could just like watch the story on netflix that could be fun you know it seems like a very very story driven game which would be good for adaption right yeah uh, it, it's also God. heralded as a lot, a lot of people love this game the sequel as well mm-hmm. it is also getting one of the first playstation 5 vr games out out the gate as well so um yeah, hundred percent agree. This is this is a, a good adaptation. I think I agree with you there. Yeah, uh, God of War. It seems like they got a lot to draw from, right? You could pretty much make that show whatever you want to make it. Do you adapt the most re- recent game where you have the the probably the more cinematic story of like kind of like father son relationships, or do you go like balls to the wall in the first season and it's just Kratos running around killing mm-hmm. gods and maybe season two or season three he gets a kid? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, there's, sure, there's but, like uh, four games before we even get to the newer ones, so yeah. Yeah, I would say if you're making a God of War series, put like a visionary director, somebody wild. Like those, those original games are just like blood, guts, action, just uh, just over the top like something over the top i feel like would serve god of war well yeah 100 percent. like and, and and you need to go full in on it as well like you know you can't just kind of half-ass a, a god of war series like uh is he really gonna like it's a very bloody and violent game right and he does have mm-hmm. some like hyper powers along the way so if, if it's gonna go to if it's and i believe amazon can do it they've done the boys but i don't know what they're putting behind all these or faith in that um so yeah, I, and then the Last of Us has been in production for a while. We knew about that, and, and you've, you you're a fan of that series, so um, you know that's a very story driven game as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so the only thing is, I would say, you know, um, they could they could take the Halo approach and make a different timeline, a not retelling, a, a unique storytelling for these. But based on the um, reception from most of the people who watch this, they don't want to hear a different version of the story. They want to hear the story they know and have played in these games um, over and over again. So. Uh, especially the Gran Turismo fans, God, they're gonna they're gonna want an identical one for one in there. Not just kidding. All right. Um. So yeah, but um. Yeah, one of these is coming to Netflix. Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden Dawn. Horizon Forbidden. Whatever it's gonna be. Um. But Netflix is kicking off Geek Week on June sixth. Uh, so that's that's around the corner. I I kind of forget these happen right because they kind of 
What was it? Kind of like a little bit of a whimper last time. We, yeah, we sometimes this. like you don't really know exactly what it's going to be, right? Uh, it's like a crossed video live stream was what they did last time, where you could go on Twitch or YouTube or Twitter or wherever live streaming was available. You could get that there. I think most sane people just mm-hmm. wait till the end of the day and look for recaps or yes. just look for accounts that tweet out the news. But I'm looking at the poster now. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. It looks like Umbrella Academy. Obviously, that's a, a headliner, but that's coming out soon. So I don't know exactly what advanced knowledge they're going to get me there. That'll probably just be like maybe another trailer, some cast mm. interviews, which you know doesn't particularly interest me. But I do think it's really funny that the ed- the adaption of One Piece is this just yeah. it's the first in like the tiny row, right? Yeah. Umbrella Academy, Sandman, Resident Evil. And then One Piece is down here starting this uh, tiny list. I would have thought maybe they would give that a little bit more. Maybe they just don't have much to show off. Yeah, that's what – all I've seen is the logo so far. So I I think they might – I don't even know if they – have they done casting yet? Maybe it'll be casting announcements. Yeah. But um, did you watch the Gray Man trailer yet, Chris? I did. They have that here for – I did, looks That looks fun. I had a question to ask you. Um, Is is this the first film that the Russo brothers are, like, really directing – since Endgame, they like, did, I know they've do, I, I know think, they've done a bunch of producing on stuff since I'm, Endgame. No, they directed Cherry, the Tom Holland. Cherry, that's right, with Tom yeah. Holland. Okay, yeah. yeah. So th- this will be kind of like somewhat special in a way of like I feel like I've seen the Russo brothers' names on a thousand things, right? Yeah. Uh, but this will be another fun one. The, the yeah. trailer looked fun and exciting, so hopefully Netflix can pull no. off a good feature at home with this. Nothing against you know the Russo brothers or, or Tom Holland, but Cherry just seemed. I just didn't really care about it, you know, as much. But this one looks fun. This looks literally like a spy versus spy kind of thing, right? And then you've got, like, an evil Chris Hems- mm-hmm. uh, not Chris, Chris Evans with his mustache look going on. Uh, yeah. You know, you got a Ryan Gosling being Ryan Gosling and everything. It looks really fun uh, for that. So I think that's a, that's a big um, plus for, for Netflix coming up here. Um, you know, they go to animation. I know Love, Death, and Robots just dropped a new season, right? Um, so I don't yeah. know what they're going to talk about I'm there. Looking, I'm looking for an update on the next season of The Dragon Prince and Arcane, so I'm glad that those are there. Yeah. Uh, I could see a, maybe a trailer for The Dragon Prince airing because it's been mm-hmm. a while since that last season. They had some uh, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, drama with um, – think the showrunner or the head writer that was maybe doing some hr violations so i don't know exactly what's going to come out of that but uh arcane everybody everybody who's seen that show is uh frothing for the next season so i i hope we get a little bit more of arcane yep thursday stranger things was just dropped literally just a stranger things all day kind of thing so um i don't i don't know what i don't know what else they're going to show us here but it looks like just maybe some recaps and stuff uh, and then lastly is the games thing. So we get the Cuphead show finally. You know, we know that's coming. Um, you know, I'm really surprised Arcane isn't down here under games. So that's well, based is on it, League of Legends. Is it, is it adaptions of games or is it like the Netflix gaming side? Like how if you so, have the – you can download Netflix games. So Sonic Prime, I believe, is the Sonic animated show coming to Netflix. Um, maybe it's a little bit of both maybe it's like yeah. a hybrid segment yeah for the, the, the first three lines are they're the first three items are shows coming to mm-hmm. to this now that's why i thought arcane would be down here because dota's defense of the ancients was like a league of legends competitor uh mm-hmm. in the game but um then they talk about other games coming to the netflix app which i've never had a chance to play them or have nor have i heard anything good about those mike uh, i don't know if you've heard anything different but Mm, no, I, I honestly, I don't even know how Netflix games work in general. Yeah. 
I thought the the promise was you could just open up the Netflix app on your phone that streams video and you could yeah. just play games. But also if you go to like the app store on iOS and you like search Netflix, there's just separate downloads for games. So yeah. the, the gaming strategy from a technical point of view is not clear so from me, right? They're, they're, I don't pl- I don't play a lot of games on my phone, yeah. so they they're gonna need to like make it a little bit clearer for me if they want me in that ecosystem. So the problem with that is actually Apple, um, because if you have a an app full of other games, each one of those games have to be ranked and have a separate standalone app, anyways, which is weird as hell uh, to be that. That's why like we don't have like um, what what is it um, the streaming app like Microsoft doesn't have like their gaming app Nvidia. What are those like uh, was it Amazon one? called that nobody mm-hmm. plays luna it's not luna is it uh this the game stream oh you're talking about stadia and luna yeah stadia there it is yeah so those are why they, they those don't exist on iphones so um yeah it's just a this is a bad user experience overall but um geek week seems to be pretty pretty okay i guess i mean i think we'll maybe have like what five or six bullet points at the end of this that we'll cover here um in the week after uh, for that the other part of this is mikey and you pointed this out uh, some spider-man properties are streaming on netflix now some of them yes the 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 best spider-man trilogy of all time yes the amazing spider-man starring andrew garfield uh yes. lego marvel spider-man vexed by venom yep. and lego marvel uh superheroes maximum overload i don't know what that is but yeah. it's another lego so uh it's just funny seeing these three things i, I imagine it's just like as streaming contracts slowly expire they roll over back onto Netflix. So uh, yeah. this is uh, this is where you put up or shut up, people. If you really, really want more Andrew, Garfran- uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man universe, you watch that movie over and over, nonstop, get it to like trend on Netflix for weeks in a row, and then maybe you'll get uh, Sony so, approaching Netflix to make something with Andrew Garfield. The, the stupidest thing about this interface, Mike, is because it says we don't have Spider-Man, but these are similar – the first one is literally yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm like, you do have Spider-Man. You're, yeah. You just don't. You just don't get it. Yeah, uh, and I will. I will admit, you know, the Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man is entertaining to watch, but Mark Webb making those movies is uh-huh. not. So as long as yeah. you don't bring Mark Webb back, I don't know. I, honestly, the streaming and entertainment landscape is so bizarre. I would not be shocked if in a year like netflix announces something with andrew garfield as peter parker we'll just we'll just be rolling on the floor yeah (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't be yeah surprise either on the flip side if you want to watch the original spider-man trilogy mike from um sam raimi uh, those are going to um peacock in june so i don't i don't know these deals (laughs) um how did he get a peacock before netflix will always perplex me but just download the just watch app yeah. for your phone and then you can just find where all this stuff exactly. is exactly and, and I think the other thing is though Spider-Man hasn't been on anything in a long time I think is the other part of this one uh, is why this made the news um, because like I think right now if you go look and stream you can't stream it right now you have to buy it because I believe and you you would know this as well when movies um, hit theaters they pull them uh, or anything related to that movie when Spider-Man No Way Home hit theaters they pulled all the Spider-Man stuff from streaming so you have to purchase them to watch them because uh, mm-hmm. they know the demand's going to be there so um right now you can head over to the microsoft store and buy 2002 spider-man for 27 dollars 99 according Ooh, to just watch that is steep yes yes it is for a 
22 year old mo- or 20 year old movie <laughs> at this point um but yeah so spider-man they're gonna be everywhere and nowhere all at the same time uh for that i sent you over some photos earlier this week mike uh, but i have a video mm-hmm. actually to show you uh of the uh, blue beetle costume they are filming this movie right now uh and apparently um there's doing it out on the street where anyone can be taking photos and um we get to see uh kind of the costume in action here a little bit and you know you brought up a good point can don't they just normally just cg this stuff um, <laughs> yeah this like there's there's not a single tracking dot on this dude anywhere which is uh pretty surprising but pretty cool uh, this was the first time me seeing the video, and uh, you can tell there's already a post-production uh, people ready to go because there's like a loose like beetle arm like flapping on his yeah. shoulder, like when he's getting out of the car. Uh, I'm not saying that's not that's not abnormal. That probably happens all the time with superhero costumes on set. So uh, I think we knew that it was going to be a mixture of probably mm-hmm. CG and the costume in general. But it is cool to see him in a costume. I mean, we saw that with Robert Downey Jr. in the first Iron Man movie, and then as the series progressively went on, he wore less and less and less of the costume. Yeah. Uh, going to, like, the very last time you see him, and he's just wearing, like, a zip-up jacket that you could probably buy at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the nanobots, like, slide onto him, and then he's just a CG character. So um, Blue Beetle's pretty cool. Uh, I liked him in Young Justice. I like this actor from uh, Cobra Kai. I think that'll be good uh, synergy for Warner Brothers there. Uh, And I like the Beetle look. You can see, like, the backpack a little bit more um, in the video, and it looks very Beetle-esque, so I'm I'm down. I'm pretty sure he'll also have more... um kind of like the, remember the the mech the spider-man arms that come out of his backpack um mm-hmm. and then went, i think he has some of those moves as well um when you see this so very very uh cool to go practical with this um you know suit uh and they're and they're filming it so you know this isn't something that we can't this isn't a, a madam web situation or what was it silver and black uh where mm-hmm. they they back out like the week of filming uh with nothing rolling so they're they're rolling on this they're they're doing it mike this is gonna happen before we know it so um, I think he's a really cool character in um, Injustice, uh, the Injustice games. He's got a really cool power set. <laughs> there's, uh, I, I just saw that there's a, a shot here from uh, the Just Jared website that almost always has these uh, telephoto lens shots, right? Where there's this one shot where it's him standing without the helmet on, and uh, there's like a blue and yellow umbrella yeah. guy standing. And he's just like holding a, the front page of the script. Yeah. Like, just out in front of them, so you can kind of see the Blue Beetle logo a little bit on there. That's just funny. Like, yeah. I don't, why is he just It feels like he's posing, right? Like, yeah, like, like what is he doing? Is, does he, is this just for the telephoto lens guy yeah. off in the distance? Like, oh, in case you didn't know yeah. what you're photographing, here's the front page of the I, script. I'm impressed this kid just took his helmet off, and his hair still looks great. Yeah, he's got good hair, man. Yeah, like, he, like <laughs> somehow he just whips his helmet off, and, he, and it still looks good, so... Um, yeah, Blue Beetle coming out, uh, alien uh, life form, kind of like a symbiote, but it gives him Iron Man style powers. So um, this will be, I think it's going to theaters, right? It was originally HBO Max, but yeah. I think it'll be he should He should have like a live narrator in his head too, if I remember right. Yeah, like talk so to it'll him. Be a, kind of it'll be a little bit kind of like Moon Knight and Venom too. So it's just, it's culminations of a lot of things that have uh, we've seen before. Yes, and, the, and they're finally putting them to, to reveal. So yeah. Um, 
Yep, so big big news there. So let's jump into Star Wars Celebration, Mike. Uh, this Ooh, is the, the back half the, of this. This is the meat of the show. You had your appetizer. You did not fill up on bread, hopefully. No, no. And, and if you did, you're going to make room for this. Trust us. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Celebration is going on in Anaheim, California. So not far from you at all. Um, mm-hmm. I've got friends who are there. Um, you know, uh, They're not giving me anything that I can't find online, but it's really cool to, to hear that experience and be... People enjoy the Star Wars stuff. So we're going to go through the news and reveals. And we're going to start with really the only Star Wars movie to be have anything announced here. And this is Taika Waititi's Star Wars film. And they are shooting to hit theaters with this in late 2023. However, that Mike, is, nothing is locked in yet. That is way sooner than I thought it would be. Wow. Uh-huh. So he's he's rolling off of um, Thor Love and Thunder. And he's going right. In, like there's There's no way he has any breathing time. To make a yeah. flipping Star Wars movie like next year—that's crazy. Uh, pre-production for these films take forever. Uh, production has not ever gotten shorter for yeah. a blockbuster movie, so he's looking at a couple months there, and then post-production. Uh, and I'm sure he's still tweaking a couple things on Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe not. Um, uh, maybe not a lot, but man, he is a workhorse. Yeah. Um. Uh, huge profile movies, right? Like going from one to the other, and he usually does a um. A smaller film like Jojo Rabbit or um, something in between all these. Um, so it's well, I guess his smaller film was um, uh, Our Flag Means Death. That was yeah, that yeah. was for him. Yeah, yeah. So that'll yeah. So that that could, he might do another season of that in between this. But like Star Wars is known for, despite the the newer Mandalorian shows using practical effects and stuff right along the way. So um, I'm gonna be interested to see kind of where this takes place in Star Wars. What's it have to do with and why? Is Taika involved with this? Is it a, is a um what 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 humorous tones does it have about it? Like right? Is it like it's, it can't be a serious film? Uh, I know he yeah, does serious films, but it can't be a full serious film. Yeah, and even when he goes serious, there's always like just uh lighthearted. Like even when he, he made a movie about the freaking like Holocaust and yeah. World War Two and Hitler, and it was still really funny at times. Mm-hmm. So uh, and really emotional too. So like he he knows yeah. how to balance them. So. Yeah, and he, you know, he has every uh, he has every opportunity to change and grow if he so wishes. You know, if in twenty years he wants to make a movie that wins Best Picture and really tug at heartstrings, you know, feel free to go ahead. But as of right now, he seems to be making stuff that I love to watch and love to laugh. So I I think the levity is uh, welcomed mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe, at least from my point of view. Yeah, and Star Wars has always been funny, right? Like it's always been there. Um, you know, maybe not at the forefront, but it's always had humorous stuff but like um i, I want to know what this movie is about where does it exist why does it need to exist you know that's what we always ask about a lot of these shows and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second but like we don't know anything and i think that's that's just driving me crazy uh-huh. but like possibly at this year's quote unquote sdcc if they have it in person or if disney doesn't go I, I don't remember if we know any of that stuff yet maybe we'll find out more about this uh, after thor love and thunder's out in theaters so um yeah that's the that's really the only movie news to come out of this that's i think that's really surprising, uh, but Disney and Lucasfilm are leaning into their their episodic content, right? Because it's yeah. it's providing to be um, a huge success. Mandalorian is a huge success when Star Wars was literally flailing um, to, yeah, I to, think, to survive. I think Kathleen Kennedy saw 
the tea leaves, the writing on the wall, whatever proverb you want to use. Mm. Uh, these movies aren't working out. <laughs> the yeah. shows are. So let's just do more shows. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we can do more shows for, for cheaper. So let's talk about the next Star Wars show coming out. Kenobi's already out. The next one coming out is Andor, a, a show that we constantly ask ourselves, why? <laughs> and um, we got our first official trailer from this, so our first footage. And um, the the reveal that it is a 12-episode season, along with a season two already confirmed for 12 more episodes. Oh However, my gosh, 12 episodes? I don't know if these are hours. I think these, might, these could be half-hour episodes. Either way, what is this, Netflix? What's going no. on here? So, uh. <laughs> well, I was going to say, this tells me, you know, two seasons, going to wrap up. They know where this ends, which is actually... A benefit for them because if they were just winging it and like well maybe we don't know how long it's going to go maybe it'll be successful we don't have to worry about them just making shit up along the way uh, to to make the show last longer than it needed to be yeah um, maybe um i uh I'll, I'll eat my words a little bit uh this uh, official trailer here is actually kind of cool Mm -hmm. uh, it gives me Rogue One vibes, you know, not surprising, right? And I think one of the things I like the most about Rogue One, if I want to totally contradict myself talking about uh, levity in the Star Wars universe with Taika Waititi, I really liked Rogue One because it was the only time I've ever watched Star Wars where I felt like the word war ever really came to the forefront, right? Yeah. Like, I felt like I could sympathize with people, you know, and not just totally, like, jump the story over to a Jedi and his magical powers. Um so it looks cool. Uh, total big props because I think in the trailer I only see like a glimpse of what might be a desert planet for like one second for a couple of frames. And if I went back, I don't even think it's entirely desert. I think it's just a location that looks a little desolate. So uh, I saw lots of greenery, lots of trees. Mm -hmm. I'm down for that. Um, it looks the you know it looks cool because. Uh, you know, we always praise the praise the uh, technology of the volume, but we know that a lot of this one was shot, you know, kind of more of a practically right exterior. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some shots in a volume, you know, just because they have it. Why not use it? So it does have a different vibe when I'm watching it. So, yeah, I'll eat my words a little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a well, little <laughs> bit more excited, but like it's really hard to avoid like the prequelitis on this one. Right. I know exactly what happens to Andor. I know how this ends. <laughs> Well, so I think here, here's here's something I will I will push back on you. We have like two shots of literally of Cassian Andor in this whole trailer. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say we know what happens to him, but I think we're gonna see a lot more than we expect uh, of people and, and situations in the Star Wars universe that we don't know happen to them, right? Like. Uh... Uh, this is this is what you do. You pivot the show because it's called Andor. You introduce like a brother or a sister, yeah, or I don't know, even a mom or a, a dad, and you just make the show about them. So you can just continue the story, and mm -hmm. we don't have to know who blows up on a planet, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it could be like you know, Cassian or he talked to these people. But it's interesting that the, this feels, you know, like you said, this is the the Star Wars have always been about like kind of. For better words, the political aspects of the war, right? Like the the mm -hmm. one person who's going to turn the war is always prophecies and and magic items. And this is another situation where this is very ground. This is grounded. This is the this is mm -hmm. the Mandalorian style stuff where everything's happening on a simple plane, like uh, and and everyone's involved. Like from the the street urchins to some of these imperial officers walking through here. And there's no to me, it didn't seem like any force users whatsoever uh, at yeah. all. Yeah, I. I mean, I know this is just a, a trailer, and we haven't really dove into the show just yet. 
And we'll talk about Obi-Wan and spoilers at the end of the show. But man, it is like getting whiplash trying to mentally uh, uh, drop yourself into a Star Wars timeline now. Uh, because a lot of these shows, uh, the, the world is predicated on, is the Empire in power? Did they just fall from power? Is there a Death Star out there? Is there not a Death Star out there? Mm-hmm. Where exactly are they? And, um, you know, for us being Star Wars nerds, uh, we can figure it out. We can get there. But, man, uh, God help the casual viewer uh, watching, yeah. trying to get into the Star Wars Disney Plus universe. Because it you are all over the place. Like, if oh. you think, like, yeah. oh... Am I going to get to see, like, uh, uh, you know, Baby Yoda in this show? Like, well, actually, that's a bad example because he, like, those things live forever. So who knows? Yeah. It could be a lie. But, like, no, you're probably not going to see Mandalorian cross- crossover in this show because he would just be a baby, you know, or what- whatever. So mm-hmm. it's it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. That's all well, I have to say. I don't know if it's a problem they can solve either. Well, I think that they, they shot themselves in the foot by making the sequel trilogy – literally have the same villains that are they don't have the empire they have the first order which are identical right like there's no yeah. you don't know the difference between a new order a first order versus a republic person but if you can always tell the prequels because it's like hey it's the galactic thing right like you know they, they can do air where there are no stormtroopers and there's mm-hmm. a lot more jedi but like this with andor you know, I, I i agree with you i will eat my words it, we don't know the why of this show yet right we don't have that why this needs to exist but it at least does not is like hey we're not following Cassian Andor the entire time from this trailer, uh, and that that makes me feel better about it than just like hey we're following him you know whatever he's doing for the week uh, for for two seasons so um, they've already got this done they're going to do a season two I'm pretty sure they're going they have a lot of the sets remaining I don't know if they'll use the same sets but they're going to make sure it's not a volume filmed show uh, as well which they talked about this weekend along the way. Shifting gears into something everybody wants to see more of, and that is The Mandalorian, Mike. Um, season mm-hmm. 3 is confirmed to drop not this October, sadly, but February 2023. February. Um, Months mean nothing when it comes to streaming services. Uh, yep. uh, movies kind of like to pivot based on seasons, but no, we're going to give you mm-hmm. the most popular streaming show in existence right now. How about February? How does yeah. that sound? Yeah, my guess, I, again, when they talk about it, they, they they only have, what, two volumes that they film in, right? So I think it's a scheduling conflict along the way. Um, Maybe. But, um, yeah, they showed some footage. Apparently, uh, again, uh, Katie Sackhoff's Bo-Katan is uh, confirmed to be in the series. Probably something to do with the Darksaber, if I was a guessing person. And John Favreau says he's already writing season four, so uh, buckle up, Buckaroos! You're getting more Mandalorian along the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was some there was some like leaked uh, screenshots of people that were in the uh, audience, and there's a shot with like Bo Katan like sitting on the throne, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it got really confusing because uh, we're going to be talking about the sequel to the uh, Star Wars video game here in a couple segments. Mm-hmm. And when all of the Star Wars news was, like, breaking over the weekend, like, you just see people sharing screenshots. And I was like, wait a minute. Is is, uh, is the kid from the Star Wars video game going to be in one of these shows? Because we're just seeing all the side-by-side stuff. So uh, it's a good thing you're here listening to the podcast right now to clear yeah. up all of this stuff that I'm too dumb to follow. Yes. They didn't officially release any footage, sadly. So all you can get are the leaks. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were being taken down in droves, so I didn't, I didn't link any here. But you, I'm sure you can search them up and find them. But Mandalorian, February next year. Um, glad, glad to be back in there, right? We always say the best part of Boba Fett was the Mandalorian episode. So 
um, 2.5 to full three next year. With an official title, John Watts series uh, was was reconfirmed again uh, this week called the Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Uh, and this is a John Watts project inspired by the Goonies. We know he's great with 80s John John Hughes style stuff, right, with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he is he is taking this series that's going to have um, a bunch of kids. I believe they say they're, they're Jedi on the run after Return of the Revenge of the Sith. And Jude Law is apparently the only person cast for this series so far, even though he's not one of the kids. So um, yeah, you you uh, you sent me the screenshot, and I was like, Jude Law has already come of age. What is he doing huh. in this? Uh, John Watts. Maybe he's a uh, you know a uh, Jedi that's going to train the kids, protect the kids. Maybe he's the antagonist that could yeah. be possible, trying to hunt them, hunt them down. Uh, but yeah, the Goonies vibes. That sounds fun. You know, there is like lighthearted and levity in there, just with children in general. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's adventuristic. Crew. Yeah, meeting different aliens. Skeleton Crew is an interesting name for it. Um, you know, yeah, it, I, I, it almost sounds like a pre-existing like Star Wars comic book somewhere, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised that the term exists already. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, to me, I thought it was like a. Um, What's that uh, animated sequel they have? Uh, bad Batch? I thought it was a Bad Batch spinoff. Mm, a spinoff of a yeah. spinoff again. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I also wouldn't be surprised if this name changes over time. Uh, we have no other confirmations for this. But, you know, that's fun to know that it is coming. And we, we will get some early, uh, for those in the time, this is post-Revenge of the Sith. So early on after Order 66. So um, this is Star Wars Rebel. Not Rebels. Star Wars bad batch era stuff see i'm already getting my name's (laughs) it's hard and we know what we're talking about for the most part yeah (laughs) exactly uh the other big uh, live action project that is i believe currently filming we've talked about this before and people are excited about is the ahsoka show uh and they confirmed that characters from star wars rebels including sabine wren harrison doula ezra bridger will appear in this live action series um I think they showed like a, a teaser of uh, the character Hera Syndulla, who is the uh, the pilot from Rebels, uh, like with her back, like her silhouette, like like not the actress who was playing her, but like so, from the back. So, um, we don't have anything to show from this, but you know, it's great to know it's filming, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, I feel like I need to go on YouTube and look for like a, a speed run of Star Wars Rebels because I just I don't have the time so, to sit down and watch it all, but I would like to just have more context. It's, <laughs> it's funny because I actually we started watching Rebels yesterday because uh, my wife has not seen it and um, it's four seasons, but two of the seasons are half seasons, so like really it's mm-hmm. like three ep- three seasons of like twenty twenty two episodes, mm-hmm. uh, and they're half hour, um, so they're pretty easy to digest. So we started watching because I've watched most of it um, kind of half-assed really in the, on the side of the screen here. So we're going mm-hmm. back to it because the characters that we'll talk about later, the Inquisitors, right? Um, huge, huge portion of the middle of episode three and four that we never heard about until recently um, show up in Rebels to begin with. But, they take place in Star Wars um, Fallen Order. They're probably going to be in one of these, uh, you know, skeleton crew shows. So, so Ahsoka happens after Return of the Jedi, right? Ahsoka takes place concurrently with the Mandalorian, yes, because we saw her in Mandalorian. And Rebels took place in, after Rebels, Revenge of the Sith? Uh, Rebels <laughs> takes place literally in parallel with Rogue One. Okay, so yeah, it's, so it's just before the original yeah. Her- trilogy. Yep. So, all of, so all of the characters... Uh, that would show up in the Ahsoka show will have will be aged up. Yes, they'll be aged okay. up appropriately. About about what 20, uh, 
10 years or so. I gotcha. So, so if somebody is to be watching Rebels and a character dies in Rebels, they will not be in the Ahsoka show because of the timeline. Yeah. Or okay. <laughs> maybe they could. And we'll talk there's more always, about that. We'll talk always, more about that at the end of this. So there's um, always back to tanks, right? Yeah, yeah you can't. You if you're Darth Maul somehow lived because of his popularity, <laughs> right? You can't kill them all. Palpatine came back after you know forty years or oh whatever. God, don't 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 say his yeah, name. Yeah, too bad he's right. He, it happened. We can't take it back, even no matter how bad it is. Let's jump into probably my most anticipated show for this year. Even is Star Wars: Tales from the Jedi. And this is an anthology, animated anthology series that will explain backstories or origins of characters that we know from the prequel era, including Count Dooku, Mace Windu, Ahsoka, and even Qui-Gon Jinn with Liam Neeson coming back to voice him. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I I weirdly just saw a, a tweet uh, that uh, a quote from uh, Filoni that he's very, you know, he's very excited for this Um and, but he, he said, I guess he told the audience at Star Wars Celebration, if you don't like it, just put it away and put it on a shelf and ignore it or something like that. So maybe he's gotten a little bit of feedback from the um, Star Wars Visions, which I'm sure he didn't have a hand in directly making it, of any of those, but I'm sure he's like a yeah. producer in, in some, some aspect. Well, I don't know. So the animation from this is from uh, the Clone Wars. Uh, it's the same oh, animation okay. style. Oh, okay, so it's going to be that style. Yes. Now, what I fear is going to be happen here, and I, I, I guarantee you Dave Filoni does, anything that they've written for this that, that they've put in these stories probably contradicts um, expanded universe stuff that was negated beforehand, and that's where your pushback is going to be. Oh, okay. Um, so he's talking about the super nerds out there. Yeah, the people who listen to that. So I'm going to send you... Uh, this this photo's kind of been going around. A, a photo of the Ahsoka uh, short they, they shared showing, like, Ahsoka as a child and her family and where she came from before she was put into oh, the stuff. Okay, I see. Uh, I also saw, and I, I can't find it again because, like I said, they're taking this stuff down pretty quickly. There is a side by side of um, Dooku as a young Jedi versus the old version, and it's almost like a a de age version of his animated self from the, yeah, the Clone I Wars. I think I I think I saw like Yaddle is supposed to be in this. I would not be surprised. The... Which is the, you know, if you're not familiar, it's like the counterpart of Yoda in those Jedi yeah. Council scenes in the prequels. I think it's supposed to be like Yaddle versus Mace Windu or something, which yeah. sounds like absolutely wild. Yeah, it could be. I also, I found the, the Dooku one. Um, so it's a younger Dooku versus, uh, you know, his older Sith self. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're pulling some of the stuff out. It, it's going to be fun. Like you said, this isn't anything you have to take seriously, like the anthology stuff. But it is going to be really cool That's to see. Good. It yeah, I just stuff. kept I just kept thinking there were this was kind of like season two of Star Wars Visions. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited that this is kind of more in the Filoni verse. Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. And it looks and it looks cool. And that is coming out this fall, 2022, on Disney Plus. So we don't have to wait very long for this, Mike. Um, which is great because I figured some of the stuff was like 2024 announcements along the way. In a show that's probably going to rile up some of the, the angry online neckbeards, Mike, uh, they're making a kid's show for, of Star Wars, an animated kid's oh show called The Young God, Jedi Adventures. dare they? <laughs> um, literally, uh, it's focusing on younglings and training, so this is prequel area. You know, it's it's about learning things, you know, um, courage and, you know, self-esteem, all this other fun stuff, that edutainment, really. Um, probably not for us, but I'm glad they're making some stuff for kids. 
Yeah, look at it this way: uh, kids' television uh, drives a lot of uh, drives a lot of growth. Also, merchandise sales and toys. Yeah. So if you're if you're particularly angry about this, I don't know why you would be. Think yeah. of it as like uh, an ROI on investment. You know, Disney Plus makes a couple kids shows rake in a couple uh, uh, truckloads of cash and they can make you the next yeah. season of like Mandalorian or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, and, and, and that's the thing with Star Wars. Star Wars has everything, right? You know, there's there's men characters, women characters, kids, you know, old old characters, yeah. things of, of different, you know, species even. This is a, a fantastic universe to, to yeah. dive their toes into. Also, and the, easy money. This is... This also isn't even new. They already do this. There's already like kids stuff for mm-hmm. Star Wars. I mean, like what was the animated show where it was supposed to be like the pilots it wasn't visionaries that like poe uh, like po yeah. dameron was like training or something like that yeah, like they, they had that that's had, basically a kid show <laughs> they also had like the empowered like the women series the animated uh, women of mm-hmm. star wars series um it's great this is fantastic i i think you know I, it's not for us and we acknowledge that but it could still be really fun you know um, they they couldn't eventually have something that's really cool. Or if you've got kids and you want to get them into Star Wars, here's an easy end. Uh, you don't have to show them the actual war part of Star Wars along the it's way. The, it's the gateway drug from Disney+. Yeah, Plus. That's right. I, I did go. I did stroll through a Walmart the other day and looked at their toy section to see if they had any lightsabers. Only one lightsaber on the shelf, Mike, that I'm making mm. right now. Get up those numbers. They're, su- they're super popular, or maybe it's supply chain issues. Yeah. They're all in a freighter somewhere in the middle of the we need, ocean. We need a resurgence of those cheap lightsabers <laughs> that telescope out. So you gotta like uh, go to the aftermarket. You gotta get like those gigapixels or whatever yeah. they are. I'm just I want to get this. I'm, I'm really excited about the Star Wars land ones where you get your own crystal to put them in and it changes the color. So mm-hmm. um, very very excited for that. All right, shifting gears. Uh, speaking of changing lightsaber colors, um, no, I'm kidding. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the upcoming announced sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, um, the Souls-like video game. I didn't even know this what Souls were when I played this game, Mike. Uh, I mm-hmm. remember it being very difficult, and I beat the hell out of it because I loved it. I love this game, um, Fallen Order, so much. Uh, and they recently got a, a next-generation patch recently uh, for like photo mode and ray tracing and all that other fun stuff. But the sequel trailer, very moody, very, very interesting here watching this. Um, Just tell me who's in who's in the who's in the back of the tank. I don't know I anything don't know. about these games or yeah. stories, but it looks like Sephiroth it does. is floating in a back to tank. So nobody knows who's in the back to tank uh, at all. Uh, he he's a one armed um, person because later you see someone with one arm and a red lightsaber, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. this appears to be maybe some Sith. Some people want it to be a clone of Darth Revan from the, the older Knights of the Old Republic games. Uh, some people think it's Starkiller from the, um, uh, what was that, Star Wars Force Unleashed games. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people want it to be whoever it is. We have no idea who it is. Um, so this this game, it's suppo- is it supposed to be officially canonized? Is it this is. canon? Is this in the yep. timeline? So I, I feel like we're going to see this transcend maybe at some point in time right like so much love and care is going into this and also just the main character looks identical to the actor that exists like it seems like it would be very easy to like throw that guy into uh cameron monaghan he played the joker in the batman in the gotham show and remind me of the timeline of yep. this show. Where so, would this movie? Where does this happen? So the first game is five years after Revenge of the Sith. This one is five okay. years after that. So this takes place the same exact time Kenobi's going on right now. Okay, so 
yep. maybe this character could show up in Kenobi. The, well, the, I mean, you, 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 always... you mentioned that. Like, literally, we have Cameron Monaghan who looks like him. He could be in a, a later Kenobi episode if, if they yeah. wanted him to be. Yeah, that could be, too. Maybe that's why I saw that side-by-side uh, Twitter shot. Maybe that was somebody was theorizing that. Yeah. And you could always do the thing, too, where, you know, you just, like, age up the – like, just – can the guy grow a beard? If you can grow a beard, you go ahead and throw him in the next season of Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you're kind of uh, taking a little bit of the steam away from like the game trilogy, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it'll be a trilogy uh, or even a quadrilogy. They'll well, just keep making the they're, games. Yeah, they're not, they they're saw, not numbering right? it, so, so it could be as many as they want, really. Yeah, I guess you can't really throw him with a beard in the Mandalorian because then it's just kind of like it'll be one of those like Metal Gear style of prequel games, yeah. like. If you ever die in the game, it would be a paradox because how could he show up in season four of Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, so there's um you know in this we see uh, an imperial senator. People said he looked like the grand in- the grand inquisitor. He's not. It's just you know same race uh, if characters. Uh, we get to see the the red lightsaber, the one on person. None of the the crew of the ship is in this trailer other than Cal and his a droid BD-1, um, which we saw the BD... So it's coming from the droid in uh, Boba Fett's BD-72. Um, so it was a different droid uh, model. But I really like these games. You can customize your lightsaber. You can get two lightsabers. You get a double-bladed lightsaber. Um, like you said, it's very Souls-like. You can block... It's, it's about blocking and, and upgrading your force powers over time. You get to fight Inquisitors, which is the second sister and I think the ninth sister as well um who were first introduced in this game this game introduced a bunch of new concepts without like you know playing nostalgia or playing the greatest hits from what we already learned um a lot of the planets are new the 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 enemies you fought were new it was really a great way to express star wars without you know kind of like you know digging on old stuff a little bit so um I, i know you you maybe started playing it or didn't play it at all uh i i played a little bit of it uh it was it was it was bad timing yeah so i started playing it right after i had finished uh uh completing a uh, bloodborne yeah which is a from soft souls game yeah. so i'm kind of you know you're going from kind of like the gold standard of that gameplay to a um interpretation of it so it just yeah. kind of threw me off but after seeing this trailer i was kind of thinking like oh i could probably just go on youtube and just watch mm-hmm. a compilation of the cutscenes and yeah. probably get everything out of it that i wanted to get out of it yeah it's really it's really cool um you know the way we can play it and like because it's it's very interesting because you when you get to the ship for the first time you actually have like multiple planets you can go to like you can branch the store it's not linear um as as linear as other games when you land on a planet it's kind of linear but like there's a lot of hidden stuff, Jedi powers to upgrade, back to, or not back to, um, stim packs to unlock for your droid and stuff like that. It's really fun. So, um, really excited for this. And what I liked about the first one, like, no DLC, uh, right? Like, they're like, you don't have to buy extra content to continue the story. It was a one and done, mm-hmm. God of War style game. Um, the only update they added later was like a, hey, you can like go through the, these, rank, you can set like your custom like, um, scenarios. So you like, here's ten ways of whatever you set up, kind of thing, and and practice your uh your parrying and and skill set so really really fun um yeah you could probably do a quick gameplay thing online i'm very excited about this one looks very dark don't know where it's going but you know they they're, they're, they're holding the mysteries close to their chest uh we're gonna step away from star wars even though it's a star wars celebration this is a celebration of lucasfilm and lucasfilm is known for making one other huge franchise that was important to anyone our age or older mike and that is indiana jones Mm-hmm. And little, uh, little do we, you know, remember that Indiana Jones Five is coming out June thirtieth, twenty twenty three. So, um, 
I, I don't know, uh, you know, is the bad taste of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in our mouths, are they going to right the wrongs, uh, you know, knowing <laughs> yeah, Lucasfilm? Obviously, but... Yeah, they, they know that they have to kind of uh, bring the legacy back to its uh, former glory. I thought it was cool that they brought... Um, they brought Harrison Ford out for John Williams' like 90th birthday celebration at Star Wars Celebration, and that's mm-hmm. when they kind of like announced it, and they had that little screenshot of like his silhouette and like spelunking in a cave as he You're walking across a, a, a rickety bridge. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Nobody needed Crystal Skull. Nobody needed the trilogy to continue anyway. So maybe this is just the chance to like, well, let's just go back and fix what we broke. Um, I'm yeah. curious, just like everything we see in Disney's land, um, are they going to pivot to something after this, right? Are they going to yeah. set up a new character? Is there going to be a Disney Plus show announced? Like, you know, Young Indiana Jones is a series that exists, yes. but like a new Young Indiana Younger Jones. Younger Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be fun, yeah. uh, possibly, but I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Indiana Jones is so great because Harrison Ford's character, right? You know? Yeah. Once he's gone, who knows? And Harrison Ford is a bit of a curmudgeon now, but he seemed to enjoy being on that stage from the clips that I saw. So maybe in some context, he's not an old curmudgeon. Yeah, he could, he could, he could, you know, like making movies. He's made a lot of great movies over his his career. You know, being Han Solo, Indiana Jones, The Fugitive, anything and everything. The President of the United States of America. Yeah, Air Force One. And then, of course, the villain in this is of course our favorite Mads Mikkelsen, right? Like he, he's a you know. screen standard villain oh look at look at sal i just um I, i'd like to see a trailer i'd like to know more about this you know i know harrison's getting up there in age but like he was fighting nazis in world war ii right uh world war ii era in the original movie so you know and this the last one was after world war ii so where does this one take place and, and what is he looking for you know i think modern indiana jones kind of feels like what's that series with tom hanks in it um angels and demons a little mm-hmm. bit so like you know chris I know exactly what he's looking for. He's looking for closure, like yeah. we all are. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones Five and the the hunt for more money, um, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, we'll we'll see more later. But you know, Indiana Jones Five is coming out June of next year, so we're a little less than a year away, uh, a little more than a year away from this. So we'll keep you guys posted. We know we have some huge Indiana Jones fans uh, listening. The sequel to the movie Willow, also called Willow. Uh, is uh, got a teaser as well. Uh, remember when we watched the funny preview of this last year uh, with mm-hmm. with uh, Warwick Davis going on all the cast? This looks um, interesting to me. I, I don't know Willow as well as other people, but um, I'd probably watch the first one and then watch this. I feel like I could follow it up pretty good. Any, do you have any yeah, thoughts? I, it, was, it was just nice seeing uh, Warwick Davis on screen again. Yeah. Uh, he had a, uh, a short-lived show called uh, Life is Short that kind of comedically followed his life as uh, an actor and he was just great he was a delight in the show and he's great to see on screen again uh, similar to you i've no i know nothing about willow i did not grow yeah. up with willow in any aspect at all uh but maybe this will get me to watch the movie i don't know yeah. i have a strong feeling i'm not gonna watch any of this even yeah. if it's great i just like i just don't have the member berries attached to it at all so I mean, don't be surprised if you don't get the spoiler cast series for Willow oh, on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, to me, things I remember about Willow was like, you know, they had some of the, the puppet effects, right? Uh, you know, this is Labyrinth era uh, mysticism. Um, 
you know, Warwick Davis is, is he was Wicket in Star Wars uh, to begin with. He's done a lot of acting over the time, so I'm I'd be interested to, you know, watch this and see it. Like I like fantasy, I like sci-fi. We have a Dungeons and Dragons coming up, um, but you know, thankfully this is on Disney Plus, right? Like we don't have to go to the theaters to watch this. Um, oh, well, it's a series. I, I apologize. This is a series, not a, not a movie. I just realized mm-hmm. this. So um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably you know catch it here or there. But like I said, it's not like I have to tune in day one to catch all these kind of things. So it'll be it'll be fun to check it out. That is our Star Wars celebration news. The other big thing Star Wars really that came out this week is Obi Wan Kenobi, the show on Disney Plus, and here is the part of the show where we're going to talk about this because it was two episodes, right? Not just one, but two that came out. Uh, so we are now a third of the way through this six-part series. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it it. It, it. it dropped a little bit early, too, um, yeah. during the uh, Hayden Christensen, um, Ewan McGregor panel at Star Wars Celebration. So if you were so inclined, you could have watched it a little bit earlier. But yeah. uh, I think like most people, I, I didn't watch it till Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched one Friday and one Saturday um, due to everything kind of going on this weekend in our world over here. Um, but, you know, you can stream them both right now. They're on there. Check. So let's talk about this, Mike. Um, full spoilers ahead for anyone who hasn't watched this, like we always do with our TV show mm-hmm. reviews. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump into this. One thing about this show, we've always asked, why? Why does this show exist, right? That's something we talk about with Andor. Why do we need to come back to Obi-Wan? We know... He's a badass Jedi. We've we loved him in the movies. We love the stories with imagining stuff about him. Um, so why why bring him out of hiding? And I will tell you the thing I did not know about this show, did not expect, was actually he's not saving Luke. He's actually out saving Leia the whole time for this. Okay. So I'm glad to know that it wasn't um, information that was already floating out nope. around there because I was like, oh, is this just Mike being out of the loop? I was like, I didn't know Leia yeah. was going to be in this show, but there she yeah. is. Yeah, 100%. We knew Luke was, and they did a really good job hiding that why Obi-Wan is out is because <laughs> he's out to save Leia from, from being kidnapped, which we get to see the, um, the was it third sister, fourth sister, whatever her name is, uh, Reva, uh, is using Leia as a way to lure Obi-Wan out of hiding from 10 years so she can kill him herself, um, which I think... She's a little over ambitious in the show, uh, and will probably get knocked down a peg or two uh, by Darth. Vader. I think she's gonna. I think Darth Vader's gonna kill her. I think he. She's gonna overstep her lines. And he's gonna kill her. But um, you know, it's interesting to see the live action version of the Inquisitors. This world. I know we were on a sand planet early on, Mike, but I feel I didn't feel like it felt like the other sand planets as much. I don't know if that's maybe because it, like this half Alderaan, half you know, um, Tatooine in that first episode. It didn't. It didn't rub me the wrong way like Boba Fett did. How do you feel about that? Well, we did know. I was preparing myself because we kind of knew from the trailers that uh, Obi Wan was going to be going on some sort of adventure. So I wasn't uh, too stressed out about how long that we were going uh, to be there. But just to talk about the show in general, right? You know, usually I feel like when a, a when a streaming show, a series, kind of drops two episodes at once. I feel like what they're trying to say without saying it is like the first episode's not quite going to grab you. So that's why we're going to give you two. So at least the vibes coming out of the first week will be a little bit stronger. But just in general for me, after I watched these two episodes, I was like, it's fine. Mm. It's fine. There's, there's nothing here that's like particularly grabbing me. It's nice to see you and McGregor on screen again, just because he's great. Um, And it's awesome to see him kind of like back in the robes again. But 
nothing in these two episodes particularly excited me. Like, like it was just fine. Like, I'm sure the adventure will continue. We'll get a little bit more action. We'll get some more fun and reveals. But as of right now, I, I, there's not really any particular thing I could pull out and go like, oh, wow, wasn't that just insane and fun? Yeah. What a great Star Wars adventure. Like, I feel like we've, we're just kind of limping into this show right now, it, at least to me. It, but I think that's intentional because Obi-Wan is limping himself back into it. Right? He's cut himself off from the Force to be in hiding. He, he didn't even use any force powers or even like um, mind tricks until he had to save Leia. Right. And even then it looked pretty painful. Like it was like an old man, you know, trying to do uh, sports for the first time in a long time. So like, I think it's intentional. Um, and I think the two episodes are released together for a reason. Cause I feel like this is going to be told in three parts. Like this is, I feel like to me, this is a three part season, like series. Like there's a first act, a second act and a third act and they're all groups of two episodes because what we got this was you know it was we got off of we, we get the initial act one is getting obi-wan back into this you know saddle he digs up his lightsabers he's got the only reason i think he would ever leave was to to either save luke or mostly luke but leia was a second choice and you know that's what's great that they were able to use that without affecting you know the the luke what we know of, of luke skywalker going forward um, you know, we got Jimmy Smith's back as uh, Organa, Bail Organa from the, the original trilogy. And what was cool about the second one is, you know, this grimy, grungy planet, and then the um, the uh, the appearance of even Camille Nanjiani. Right, like this is like a to me, it felt like a, a bottom feeder Coruscant kind of thing. But it was cool to uh-huh. visually distinct, you know, areas that they were kind of using for this along the way. But you know, he he doesn't want to do that. I think that's the thing. Like. This is curmudgeon Kenobi right here. Like he doesn't want to do this. He's like, "Shut the hell up, kid. Follow me. I just got to get you home so I can go back and be miserable in the desert for another ten years before A New Hope kicks off." Um, yeah. So I suppose but like, this is. I, it's not I a suppose ha- this is. Yo, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, it's just not. Ha- it's not a happy two episodes, right? There's no. He doesn't even pull his lightsaber out. He has it, but he hasn't even turned it on. Um, but like, to me, the emotional weight of this both episodes, one and the other, is the when he finds out that Anakin is still alive. Um, that is, I think the emotional weight of this two episodes. So the first one, not so like you said, not so much of a grab, but the second one, when you're like, he finds out he's alive and it ends with Vader in the back to tank. You know, this is, he's just like, fuck, this is miserable. This is the worst timeline ever I could be in right now. Um, after 10 years, like everything's going horrible and he's not happy about it. He's not like a happy go lucky kind of guy. Um, about but yeah go, go ahead on what, what you were saying yeah i suppose the kind of not the revision of history but i guess we're getting a little bit more context behind uh leia saying you know obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope right and that's because she knew him at one point in time i don't know if that really had ever been revealed in any way mm-hmm. so i guess we're getting a little bit more context of like well, how she knew who to reach out to because doesn't doesn't she say in the longer version of that message like you does she say you've helped my father yeah, before? You, you, you served with my father in the Clone Wars. Like that—that's where the, they first mentioned that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, she may not know. Yeah. She may not mention directly, but like you need to help us with this larger battle because of mm-hmm. your, your Clone War service. Yeah. And uh, and Chris, I don't I don't know about you. I, I I'm a fan of a Red Hot Chili Pepper song every once <laughs> in a while. But why the hell is Flea in this show? Yeah. He's wearing like a, a, a yellow orange like 
Hawaiian style shirt. He does not feel threatening at all to me. He just, just well, he, he he actually just showed up on set and uh, they just kept filming. <laughs> they actually didn't know everything, why he was there. Everything involving those goons, honestly, to me, felt really sloppy. It, mm-hmm. Like go back and watch the scene where they're trying to chase down Leia in the woods, and it almost seems like comical. Like they're, I know what they're trying to do, right? They're they're trying to visually tell you that Leia is more than just some little princess. She can get out there, get in the dirt, and yeah. she can, you know, for the most part you know hold up her own but she's a little kid so she can only do so much so they're showing her sliding under vines and you know stuff like that but like the way it's shot is just nonsensical like one of the goons like runs basically into a tree branch and can't catch up to her and it's like one of those things where it's like these adults if they just ran flat out they could catch her in two seconds but they're like I don't know. So some of the just the visual I just, directing, was I just, just assume a they little were weird in that. I just assume they're bad mercenaries, right? Like they, they seem like idiots the whole time. Um, the, I, I agree. Like you know, they, they could have done more, but I also think like maybe Reva hired cheaper people, mercenaries, because she didn't want it to be like a high profile kind of job. Because I didn't feel like their ship was very expensive either. Like they're, they're just kind of like scraping by and being like a, a bad gang. I know what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not discriminating. And it seemed, but I think they they're, it seemed. They're, Supposed to play like, stupid people, and they did. They yeah. nailed that. And why? And why was it so easy to capture like a princess? Like you know, yeah. I get it. Like she wants to get out there and get out in the woods and run around. But like, how is there no security on this compound? So like, yeah. some of those moments kind of let me down as well. So that's why just the culmination of everything is just like yeah. it's it's fine. Like you're not gonna get me tweeting about this and get it uh, trending on social media. Uh, and then I, I feel like I'm always I'm already just kind of like seeing the progression of it in my head. They're gonna keep showing us moments where Obi Wan, you know, where we want Obi Wan to go full tilt, you know, pull out mm-hmm. all the all the stops, and he won't do it. He won't do it. And then finally, there's gonna be a moment where he gets that lightsaber out, and we're all supposed to get out of our seats and cheer. And I just feel like it's not gonna be that exciting when it happens. No. So I'm a I'm a little lukewarm on this, unfortunately, but. This just goes over broader in general for me, just like in Star Wars. Like, how back, how much longer can we keep going back to the well of just Star Wars stuff that we already know? And I feel like we're running low on it. You know, out of all these announcements that we've seen, we've seen a lot of stuff that hasn't been adapted before or brand new, like the Skeleton Crew, that's really not adapted on anything, even Filoni adjacent. So, you know, that's positive, that's good. But um, I was also just thinking more broad in general of the sense of like, there's only like really two examples that I can think of, Chris, of big worlds that have been adapted to live action. I feel like it's just Marvel and Star Wars right now, and they're both owned by like the same company. So we only have like those two things to compare it against, right? Like we have not seen anything developed out as much as this. It, like it's huge. So it's like they're kind of trying to solve new problems right now, right? Mm-hmm. With what, how do we build out a world? Like with Marvel, I feel like you have an advantage of being rooted in kind of Earth in realism in our world so you have kind of like a weigh-in as a viewer to be like okay kind of i i understand locations and times and this all makes like sense to me but then you have the disadvantage of you have to like kind of be rooted to you know logic in a way of our our world our dimension how stuff works for the most part star wars has the advantage of having this fantastical world where they don't have to follow any of our preconceived rules right but like 
how do you connect with any of it in any way, right? You know, we go from planet to planet in Star Wars. We meet all of these new characters, but like, I don't know how they live their lives. I don't know what a credit or a, like a, a coin or gold means to any of these people. I have like no way to relate to anything that's happening. So I feel like that is much less of a problem when you're just making like a movie here or there, right? Or a trilogy, because nobody cares. We're just here for the action. But now that you're starting to build out these bigger worlds, like, these families you're starting to just tell these more like intimate stories of what was it like for ahsoka growing up as a child right i think that's going to be a, a harder struggle than they think going forward because i don't really connect to anybody emotionally any in these series because it's like it's just in a world that i can't you know really imagine in any way so i'm going to be kind of like clocking that moving forward to see just how any of that plays out because like we said before nobody is really in the zone yet like i can't think of any world out there on my screen that has had so many minutes of screen time right except for marvel can you like i thought of like james bond but like that's not even movies coherent that's not cohesive that doesn't connect here or there so even if it did it's still the same number of movies as marvel yeah, exactly. Shows. So, like, yeah. yeah, they're gonna have unique problems coming up, and and we'll see well, if there's ways to solve. So, it. Star Wars has solved this problem with books, not with TV shows, right? I think that's the thing. Like, they have in their their advantage that they, I guess, you know, they wiped out to do the sequel trilogies, um, which they shouldn't have. Because they, I guess, they could have for some, but like the sequel trilogies, they could have leaned on all this content, right? That that, that people have written to make the characters believable and stuff like that. But I think, you know, you're looking for too much out of science fiction in, in a science fi world. Like there's fantasy and uh, sci-fi. They're, they're looking for too much. You can't make all of these shows nonstop for years and years and years without thinking about even the little things. Because well, like once you start to zoom in and expand, I'm going to see the details. You're and, stretching the JPEG too much. But that's what they're doing. They're going back and like, okay, well here's Ahsoka and you know her. And, and, and honestly, if you watch the Clone Wars, you see her progress, but they're adding more to it. And so you don't, by by your logic it's like they're adding more that you want to see and now you're like i don't want to i don't know if you don't want to see it like they're trying to go back and do that now they they're they're backfilling some of these popular characters it's a weird era the the prequel stuff yeah. like that but like i i feel for me and, and not not to start was like kenobi to me was really fun because i didn't expect it like everyone just wants Kenobi to come back and be the person he is but he's not going to be that person you know he wasn't even that person in, in a new hope he Pull Star Wars, his lightsaber to, you know, well, we all saw the battle, the very stiff lightsaber battle from A New Hope, right? Like, but it's still very emotional, even like characters only been on screen for a couple minutes. What I'm excited about this is like, you know, he doesn't want to do this. And at the end of it, you know, I'm pretty sure there's going to just be one season of this, right? Like, I don't see a need for another season. Uh When when it ends, you know, he's got to be in a place to put him there in 10 years. Like, why does he also recut himself off from the force? Like, what what is this going to be? I really like the the Inquisitors, and I think you know when you catch up with Rebels, you know, and the um, Fallen Order, you're, you're going to see a lot more of these characters that are important in the show that have been introduced in the other mediums before. Um, I will say, and this is what I was going to bring up: she stabs the Grand Inquisitor at the end of Episode one, uh, Two, right? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> he 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 is literally the main antagonist of Rebels, so which takes place five years after this, so. I'm very not saying that you can't kill Sith, you know, with one lightsaber. Like, but what is going on in this universe? Like, what? That's my biggest question. Like, I want to know what this is because I'm I'm interested because we we talk about if you have a prequel, you know, they can't kill the character because he's already alive later. 
Well, they pretty much. I, it looked like they killed him, right? Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they would have done. That's the same. That's the same move that killed Obi or Qui Gon Jinn. So you know, mm-hmm. is he gonna have that as he carries forward? What's gonna? How does this character come back to life? Or or what? What, what are we missing here? It's like, are, is the Grand Inquisitor a clone? I God, I fucking hope not. But like, <laughs> um, like he is the main character in Rebels, which makes it very an, an intriguing character for Rebels. So like, that's why I'm like. They're doing stuff here that I didn't expect that because now this character's going to be alive somewhere else. Now I'm interested in where that's going along yeah, the way. Yeah, it, it was interesting to see her stab him because I kept thinking that during the first and second episode. I was like, these are just, you know, they might be like co-workers, but all of these people are essentially just evil bad guys. Yeah. Like, if you're having a problem with your boss, why don't you just kill him? It's not like you're it's not like you're a Jedi that has yeah. to follow, like, some sort of code. Just let, just take him off the board. And yeah. she did. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, that's exactly okay. what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it's interesting, um, you know, and they always show the Sith have the orange eyes, right? And Reva doesn't have the orange eyes yet. So I'm excited to see kind of what her origin is. Is she... One of those younglings from the, the start of episode one or the yeah. first episode kind of thing. Um, it does. It does seem like they're pivoting because they're like, "Oh, you're not like us," or I don't remember exactly what the line was, but it yeah. seems like she's like a a, a rehabbed Jedi. You know, she yeah, well, was a Jedi, or that, they found her force sensitive and they made her evil. The, the other ones are rehab Jedi's as well. They're they're turned Jedi. Um, uh, the Grand Inquisitor was actually one of the Imperial Jedi guards who um, you know took Barriss off Ian in the clone wars but like you know um yeah what does that mean what is what is her background and what makes her different because she seems to be the other ones are like what we know what we're doing we know why we're here we don't want to upset the boss man because if he comes out in here it's, there's going to be hell to pay but like she's still very very aggressive so maybe she's younger is she a newer one maybe that we just don't know um i i want to learn more about her background before they obviously kill her off because we've never heard of her before um, also, it seems like she has some sort of maybe connection to Obi Wan because she's very, very intent on getting this guy, and yeah. I suppose it could be just to impress her her boss, uh, Lord Vader, and she knows that they have a connection. But like, it almost seems like maybe like Obi Wan interacted with her as a child, or yeah. maybe that's why I think like, she was part parents? of like I don't know. She could have been during the Jedi Purge, and maybe. He, he wasn't there to save her or something like that. Um, and they, they've, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of questions for the next four episodes, which we will have, you know, week over week. So yeah. I'm not saying the show can't get better, yeah. but uh, as of right now, I'm lukewarm. But uh, Mike, wants lights, Mike gonna, wants lightsabers. That's all he Everybody wants. knows I'm going to be watching it on Friday. Like, I'm not, like, I'm yeah. not, like, going to willow it and not watch yeah. it at all. Yeah. So we'll uh, it, tune back next week, and we'll uh, recap episodes. Yeah. Next week will be the halfway point. They usually set stuff up, you know, in movies, the halfway point. Heroes mm-hmm. at, at his worst or uh, at his best. So, I, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, Will they will they be able to capture the lightsaber battles from the prequels uh, trilogies? Because that was some of the best mm-hmm. lightsaber battles. So we'll, we'll we'll keep that posted. All right, it is the end of the Star Wars for today. We're gonna we're gonna sunset the Star Wars. We're gonna move on and enjoy our Memorial Day uh, weekend. Mike, people know what you're up to, what you're doing. Where can they find you at, sir? Oh, they can find me as always at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at Pickled Comics. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see how those uh, hard Mountain Dews are treating you. Because I know you got a case of those ready to try. Uh, Where can they find you? I got a case of the Dew, if you know what I mean. Uh, (laughs) Find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. 
Or you can come back every week and listen to this ep- this show because we're gonna we do this every week. If people know more about the show, where they can listen to our episodes, I believe we don't have any reviews coming up till Thor, right? I don't think there's anything coming up on the agenda. Where can they find all our good episodes at? Well, if you would like to visit the Superhero Slate Moisture Farm, uh, you can find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of reveals and stuff. So we got a lot of uh, blue links here for our show notes that you can go check out. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out. What did you think of the Obi-Wan premiere? Are you uh, in the Stranger Things universe? Uh, You know, what was your favorite Star Wars? It's a great week to be a nerd. Yes. What was your favorite Star Wars celebration announcement? We want to know. Did the Andor trailer change your mind like it did for me? I was surprised, just as surprised as you are. Uh, If you want to be a super fan of this show, All you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. And I hope you had a great holiday weekend here if you're here in the States. Yes. And that's it for me. Awesome. Well, we will catch everybody next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.